Hello and welcome to An Englishman and an Irishman Go to the Movies, the podcast that I am vengeance, I am the knight, I'm Batman. My name is Ian Whittington and with me as always is the man that has it all, but after six nights without sleep has no idea where he put it, Sean Ferrick. That is so, so accurate. <laughs> it's unbelievable. Oh, man, it's my, honestly, it's my We Okay, we've got problems with insomnia. But my favourite bit is slowly watching Al Pacino break down as a human and just... Oh, man, it's awesome. I love it. Oh, like, I, 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 I feel bad for him, but also, like, this is, this is 2002 Al Pacino. This is, this is Al Pacino only learned two volumes <laughs> sometime in the mid-80s, and he uses both of them in this film. Subdued in a garbage bag! <laughs> Sorry, I just broke, I broke my mic with that. Sorry. Um, yeah, little known fact, Insomnia went through 5,000 mics because every time he screamed, he shattered them all. Anytime there was a loud scene, there's like, lads, switch off the yeah, recording equipment, don't worry, he's, he's got Let him go, he's got it's it. fine, just let him keep yeah. screaming. Where's my coffee? I don't know, every time I do that, I sound like Obadiah Stane. I just have one angry American voice and that's it. Look, if it ain't broken... Don't break it again. Yeah, Good. exactly. That's yeah. the thing. Okay, on to some news. Um, the news isn't going to be very long this week. Um, we didn't really feel right doing the episode or any kind of news um, after the, well, shocking news that Chadwick Boseman has passed away, um, which I think came as a shock to the entire internet because he hadn't, unless I've missed this entirely, he didn't even tell anybody that he had cancer he, he didn't which which makes it to be honest more all the more incredible because uh, I, as far as i know he was diagnosed in 2016 and sure we saw black panther 2018 we saw well, we saw him in civil war so before i think he was diagnosed if i'm That's right true. before he'd even filmed anything for black panther so when he turns up in civil war he's got it um Avengers, the Black Panther film, um, sorry, Infinity War, um, Twelve Bridges, which is f- absolutely phenomenal. It's an absolutely fantastic film. Um, he is acting through... He's just acting, and he is working, and he's not making a big deal out of it. He hasn't done any sponsor me for charity kind of stuff. I think he was just very, very private about it. One thing that's incredible is that in Hollywood today, it seems like it's an impossibility to keep anything private, and he managed to keep such a huge. Yeah, piece. I honestly, yeah. I don't know. It's a huge piece of his life. It's you've got to almost imagine that being cynical, his agent will have said, "You need to run with this because it will make more people come and watch your movies. It will make you more wanted." And I can just imagine him shooting that down and saying, nope, people are going to see me because they want to see me. Not because... Because then how could you look at the rest of your work? You'd be like, did people actually want to see what I was in? Or were they seeing it because they knew I was dying? Um, without wanting to be too morbid about it. Um, but I think we... Let's talk about really kind of briefly how amazing he is as Black Panther. I uh, Honestly. And the work that he had... Not necessarily against him, but what the the obstacle, the level of difficulty of pulling off Black Panther was very difficult. It was very high. My um, so I was uh, 
I, I worked with a personal trainer last year. Now, you wouldn't think it to look at me, but I worked with a personal trainer, and I said to him a year ago, this is potentially two years because, obviously, COVID. So let's say two years ago. And the one thing I said to him was, I want to look like Black Panther. I want to look like Chadwick Boseman. That and kind of tone. Because he's not, he's not Thor, but he is ooh. slimmed down and he is tone and defined. The physique that he managed to present is that of the extremely healthy. It's that of the extremely... All I have to think about is how many chicken breasts I can consume tomorrow. <laughs> to get the protein in me. You know what I mean? Yeah. You, you don't think that that person is going through a battle. No. Which is something that, to a large extent, they can't control. It is just... It's your body giving up on you. It's not even your body giving up on you. It's something that is out to kill you. It is it's, working against you every single day. It's your body attacking itself. As hard as you work on yourself, there... Yeah, I mean, no, I, I'll stop it there because, look, cancer is cancer and unfortunately it is what it is. Chadwick Boseman managed to give us in the sadly small amount of films that he has done in the grand scheme of things yeah um he's managed to give us not only some of the most iconic scenes in cinema but also he is one of the nicest people that have come a lot of people are nice and i i, I very often i find myself catching myself quoting Christopher Lee, which everybody should quote Christopher Lee at all times, but there was a wonderful description he gave in the making of The Lord of the Rings. He was trying to describe Ian McKellen, and he said, he's a very nice man, and one of the worst things you can say about anybody is that they're a very nice person, because it's, it seems shallow. It seems like you're not describing yeah, something. It seems like you're trying to say something else. But think about what that word means to you. And he was a very, very nice man. Yeah. And that, to me, seems to sum up what Chadwick Boseman was. There's a, a scene that's been doing the rounds on Twitter today. This is uh, Sunday the 30th of August. There's a scene that's been doing the rounds on Facebook today. Uh, well, all of the social media. It would have honest. been, yeah. yeah. And it's that scene of the portals in Avengers Endgame. Oh, man. And it's not just the fact that it's all of the you know the heroes we've come to love, but the first face that we see is Chadwick Boseman's Black Panther, and it gave me chills at the time. E Bombay, oh, E Bombay, that charm. I I didn't realize how important that was yeah and you don't know what you've got till it's gone you really don't um it that see i'm so glad that they lead with um with black panther and wakanda and wakanda in general has been probably the community within the marvel universe that people have attached to more which i love because it's fictional it's completely invented but it is it's kind of what it's the fact that they all kind of rally behind T'Challa, don't they? So they're, they're, they're his people. And even when he's kind of rightfully de 
frocked and he's not mm. king anymore they still want him to be king and it's that unity that by the end of black panther they are just they're, they're one community and they're ready to get introduced to the world um and nothing's gonna nothing's gonna take him down but that battle cry that e-bombay and wakanda forever that is just it's so so iconic um the other thing that's done the rounds is where he does the in the um, it's at the premiere of, I think it's Black Panther, and they're getting fans to describe what they like about Black Panther, and then he comes out, and almost every single one of them is flawed, and the next thing that happens is that he hugs them, and there is no, sometimes they can be a bit standoffish, and you can imagine Tom Cruise being a bit awkward, Chadwick Boseman just goes in for a cuddle, just goes in for a hug, and it's, you can see how modest he is about it. Like, you guys are here for me? Like, no, screw it. This is this is about you. This is your movie. Um, Black Panther was so important because it... For, for the black community, it put somebody on the screen that looks like... It looked like me. Looks like them. So it's, it's a hero that they can, they can... I can do that as well. There's plenty of us white guys that are up there saving the world and doing things on, on screen having the more diverse characters there should be far far more of them and that's and black panther i don't think i'm being very articulate about it but chadwick boseman and black panther did that so so well and gave them a hero that there should be far more of them out there i i agree i i know that black panther is not his only role he's he was and i hate saying those words but he was a a great actor but if if he was only remembered for Black Panther, he gave people hope. He was a ruler who was understanding. He was a man who was caring. And he was a fighter who was... I don't know how else to describe it. I want to say magnanimous. Um, I know this is I, I know this is the script, but... In Civil War, he has a punch-up with uh, uh, Jeremy Renner's Clint Barton. And uh, he goes, hi, I'm Clint. And uh, Black Panther goes, I don't care. And in Endgame, uh, Clint is running away with the glove and he's overpowered. And out of nowhere, Black Panther appears and goes, Clint, give it to me. Now he remembered the name. I know it's the script. Yeah. I know, but it's no, just... no, no. But it's it's powerful, isn't it? Like yeah. this is the most down to earth character of all of them, because his his motivation is to better his people, and he will be very sorely missed. Very, very sorely missed. Yeah. This, it, I don't think it makes a difference if you know it's coming or if uh, if you don't. This this is sad. This is. Yeah, I deepest, deepest condolences to his family, his friends. Yeah, it's it's beyond sad. It's a mad, massive, massive loss. I think we will have to do a deep dive into his, into his history, um, and into his the films that he's done. But yeah, um, yeah. Well, what more can you say about it? Rest in peace, King. Um, okay, so I guess we move on and. Let's start reviewing some movies. 
Cool. Okay, so we continue this way. Have I missed anything? Because two episodes, well, the episode three and two episodes in, we miss everything. We don't, we don't talk about Twitter. We don't talk about half the things we want to talk about. Are we done with the opening? Um, I, I, I think we are done with the opening. We will do the, the, the Twitter and the socials. Hopefully, uh, some lovely people will follow us there. We'll get that at the end of the episode, but we will remember to do that at the end of the episode. We will. Because, no, I'm really, I'm really anxious to get into these films. So, you couldn't find two more different films <laughs> to stack against each other for a Nolan off this week. So, it's very strange thinking that these two films were directed by the same absolutely. man. I mean, you can absolutely tell it's a man at different points of his career. Um, we say with no authority at all, because we don't know. For all we know, Chris Nolan has always been Chris Nolan. Insomnia is exactly how he intended it. But I really hope that's not the case. Um, but yeah, it, the thing I love about this is you get the chance to compare two films that have no right being compared to each other. Like, Insomnia versus That's Batman Begins. No one's having that conversation. Apart from us. <laughs> we are having the conversation that everyone wants to have, but hasn't sat down to do yet. And potentially, by the end of this episode, we'll know why I they haven't sat down to do guarantee that that will be why. <laughs> um, I think, shall we kick off... Uh, should we kick off with the insomnia in the room? Yeah, let's do it. Yeah, I think that's a good shout. Um, so, okay, so, you know what I didn't do? Um, I have no idea. So usually I do a little bit of background into like the money and how much money it made and stuff like that. Did you? Oh, grab it that? did well. It it did well. Yeah. Um, I I'm not sure if I have the exact numbers, but it was something like budget of forty, uh, pro, uh domestic or whatever of one thirty. Like oh, it, it did. Wow. It actually it was a successful that's film. Interesting. Um, it's well reviewed. Yeah. Um, it is, you know, before this sounds like the deep breath before we dive in with knives akimbo. It's not bad. Oh man, I mean, it, by any stretch. Jamming. When we start with it's not bad. We haven't opened. It's not Nolan bad, film but it's yeah. not bad. But it's not bad. It's. I mean, it's not bad. Don't... It's got. It's got. It's got a few great performances. It's got a, a fantastic performance by Robin Williams. Un- unhinged. Um, um, uh, homicidal Robin Williams is my favourite Robin Williams. However, watch one hour photo. Well, they came out the same year. Yeah, but that's so what this, I mean. this was a hell of a year for Robin. That, that's what I mean. It's uh, what's that instead? It, it's I, I okay. Look, I have to have to be kind here. Maybe that's too harsh. Okay. okay? So that there is there is there is plenty to enjoy in this. So the opening shot uh, is. Um, Detective, now, uh, sorry, just as well for understanding, this is a remake. There is a Norwegian 1997 film uh, of the same name that more or less is the same story. It's a slightly more downbeat right. uh, film. Um, more downbeat the way than this. This is quite downbeat, but there is, there is, there's bits of this that do they kind of you know there has to be a gun standoff and there has to be this and there has to be and yeah that's, it has to fine. be for you but so it's quite american yeah for you i was gonna um, say it has to be for your american audience which is unfair because by american i mean us a lot as well yeah very much very much um but uh so um composer david julian returns he scored the prestige and oh, memento love, love the music that's uh, one of my favorite things about the film i think it's scored absolutely. definitely it sets the tone 
uh, you know, I, I joked to you when we were watching that, you know, it's like, ah, David Julian is back. So we're doing the, it's the string section of the orchestra <laughs> and start playing that note. And I will tell Hold you it. when you can yeah, finish. You can go home. Uh, uh, very much so. Yeah. Like, you know, you know, great. I, I finally have studied for years. I got a job in an orchestra. <laughs> I play the French horn. Whose music are we doing today? I'm taking oh, a week for off. Fuck's sake. Uh, um, great cast. So yeah, obviously there's the uh, Al Pacino, uh, Robin Williams. Hillary we have Hilary yeah, Swank, who's very, yeah. very good in it. A little bit. You I know, think she was fresh off the Oscar. Yeah, for and this I, one. you know what you say, great, but I think a little bit wasted. She could have done more. Uh, she's. It's a small part. It, it is a small part. It's probably a part you didn't need Hilary Swank for, to be honest. But I think she does great in it. But I, I just, it's there's bits of the film where I'm like, oh, what's she doing? And then she'll pop back up to be the conscience and the, basically, she's young Al Pacino. That's, she's Little Miss Exposition for the cop he once was, but has since gone astray. Um, she is yeah. a plot device. She's not a character. I'm going to come off as if I really don't like this film. I I did like it. It's, oh, you know, I just, it's the pacing. <laughs> I just, I lost myself. It's in it. it's it's a it's a slow film. It is, you know, and, and slow films aren't necessarily a bad. Thing. bad. Two thousand and one. But this get much slower. Oh, a Space Odyssey is in two thousand and one. <gasps> oh, Sean just yeah, gave me the just... sign to cut yourself off quickly because he hasn't seen two thousand and one, a Space Odyssey. Right. Oh no, I've seen oh, it. And you, right? Put a pin in that. Sorry. Uh, we'll 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 come back to that one. Um... Never, because we may not have a podcast. <laughs> Yeah. Um, listen, let's just say I didn't take enough LSD before I went to see that. Well, I, mean, um, I don't think they took enough while they were making it, to be honest. But it, oh, I think a fair amount was taken while that enough. film was being, but but still yeah. not enough. Anyway, um, the Dark Knight Rises. But <laughs> the Dark Knight Rises, exactly. Yeah, I was thinking that. It's so. In, uh, there's. Well, look. Let's let's talk about what we liked. Um, so yeah, score is so, brilliant. Um, Score is brilliant. Uh, performance. It, oh yeah, it looks great. So that opening shot where the plane is flying over the glacier, that, in fairness, strong Batman Begins vibes over that. Definitely, one. and right? I think it's for a second I did think, well, this is going on a bit, but I think that is well, I'm sure that's deliberate because it's to show you how in the middle of bumfuck nowhere this place is. Yeah. It is isolated as heck. You, you, it's just white, 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 white. It is out of the way. Um, mm. I didn't like mm. the credits. There's two because before you even get to the plane flying, there's about seventeen and a half minutes of credits on clouds, kind of Back to the Future two style, but without any gripping music. And I don't know. It's not very Nolan. Uh, Nolan likes to kick off pretty fast. It's not. Yeah, you're right. No, it's not. See, we're now we're so used to, in a very very positive way, we're so used to the cold opens, yeah, if you like, absolutely. of particularly the Batman films. Um, Interstellar, inter, in, interception, <laughs> interception, into darkness. Uh, <laughs> it's, it's it's great, and and I I'm here for that, yeah. and and so this is, in a way, this is a more kind of, this is his most standard film. You know what? I think that's a good way to put it. It's his most mainstream because even the twists and turns aren't super twist and turny. Um, mm. I do. We're going to jump around all over the place, um, and I kind of want to bring. I want to bring Batman Begins in quite quickly as well. Um, so if we... The opening of Batman Begins, I th- this is so polished. Uh, Batman Begins yes. is such a polished film. And I, I don't know if that's studio pressure of... 
you've got to get Batman right. If you're going to bring Batman back, you've got to do it right. Whereas Insomnia is, I'm going to have a play. This is this is my detective novel that I wrote at uni, and I've got a chance now to turn it into a film. <laughs> I, I love that description. Uh, I think that kind of sums um, it up. I think Batman takes takes less risks. I, I mean, sorry. Yes, it does. First of all, because it's Batman is one of the easiest characters to put in a, a realistic setting. Absolutely, you there's know, no superpowers. Um, exactly. In fact, the only and... superpower he has is being a hyper detective, and most films, to be honest, ignore that aspect of the character. So no, I was just double checking this, but yeah. So this is crazy. Insomnia was the film he made before Batman Begins. They're one after oh, the other. That's bonkers. It's so so. And that is bonkers. There's. I I think I think I've summed it up better there. It's not that he'd grown a lot. It's that, yeah, maybe Insomnia was the little pet project he always wanted to make, and Batman is the big studio budget. Well, better get this right. Um, I see. I feel so. One of the producers on um. Uh, there's actually it, it, sorry behind the behind the team behind everything on Insomnia there was a lot of names George Clooney is a producer on Insomnia Steven Soderbergh was the executive producer he's the one who found Nolan oh fair enough so he got Nolan so having so because you remember at the time Nolan's only film really was obviously following had come it's out but Memento, Memento was for. yeah, yeah. I mean, to go from um, so, Memento to directing Al Pacino and Robin Williams, how? Well, if you think about it, like huge. in terms of your career, that's that's that's, that's big. Fantastic, you that's, know. It, and it, it's Al Pacino and Robin Williams, well, well, well into their career as well. Oh yeah, um, like what? this at, at this stage, I'm sure half the film's budget went on Pacino. Basically, yeah. And, and I always get I'm amazed when Pacino gets cast. To be honest, which sounds weird, but. He is so Pacino. He doesn't play a character. He plays Pacino, so it's quite a hard one to cast because well, you kind of know what you get. You're dead you? right. Al Pacino, Robert De Niro, uh, Jack Nicholson. Yes. They, like I, I, I'd Jim be Carrey. shot in my bed for saying this. Jim. Ca- well, and until... less, less Jim Carrey, but yeah, yeah. yeah. So, for for many of his films, yes. Sorry, a hundred percent. But I'll be shot in my bed for saying this, but I wouldn't necessarily say if I'm hiring them I'm hiring a great actor it's like no I want yeah. Al Pacino in the I want film that performance. I want Robert De Niro yeah. exactly and particularly Jack Nicholson God love Jack Nicholson he's just oh, a white I watched job. his I um, they did a little throwback of his um, acceptance speech from One Flew Over the Cookies Nest where he accepts <laughs> it from inside the asylum and it's just it's absolutely hilarious he's just so deadpan you can imagine that you can imagine him being a bit of a nightmare to accept any kind of award Unless he does it on his terms, I think this is a win for everybody. They they got him on screen. He accepted the award, but he got to do it in a way where he, he runs off with a nurse. Oh, I've got. Joe, I've not seen that. So I'll right, watch it immediately after this, I'm, I'm going to watch that. <laughs> it's funny. Um. So I am I am a fan of the medical drama ER, and one of the main actors, Maura Tierney, is, is in this film. I'm going to hurt you so bad. It's not. No, it's not. It's it's, it's it's not a plug. It's not a plug. We'll get to that. No, the uh, the hotel manager. Okay. It's played by Maura Tierney, and she would have been a. I would I would know her more as a main character on ER for Got years, um, and so it's always just lovely, kind of lovely it... seeing her in other things. She was in Liar Liar as oh, well as you. she's the mum in Liar Liar. Um, I yeah. couldn't. I, I kept getting that confused with Mrs Doubtfire for very 
Oh yeah. Obvious reasons, but it, that's obviously not her. But yeah, it's um, I I think she's great. I think she's she is a nice little touch to the film as well. Yeah. Like she is the the conscience that well not even conscience. She's the almost the, the figment of Al Pacino's imagination by the end of the movie mm. that he needs to he needs a soundboard. Um, yeah, great yeah. casting on this film. So I did look up who did the casting um, because the casting for all of Nolan's films is incredible. He, yep. whatever you think of, of the films, he always gets the cast he wants and it's always good performances. Yep, no, I totally agree. I... I'm trying to think of miscast, but again, there's nobody jumping to, I'm sure there is, look, if we do a deep dive, I'm sure we'll find someone that's like, ah, really, why? But, no. Yeah, like, nothing springs to mind immediately. Um, definitely um, not. I suppose, except what we said, not five minutes ago, on the fact that, you get Al Pacino because you want Al Pacino. <laughs> yeah, okay. I'm not going to say it's miscast, um, yeah, but, it's just... it, yeah, you, you're going to get Al Pacino, you're going to get, the fuck do you care? Hoo-ha! Hoo-ha! He's not. I mean, he's not Stallone. I don't know why I did a Stallone impression. <laughs> no, no, you are right. Although, yeah, Stallone would have been miscast in this role. Hundred percent, he would have been. I remember writing down that um, subdued Al Pacino is the best Al Pacino, and I shit you not. The next sentence was when he's in. It's after he's had the blowout with his partner. Um, is it when he's in the dump with the with the girl? No, no. So it's he shouts before that because they're. Um, He's going to set up the bag with all of the evidence in it, and then he kind of doubles back on it and says, well, I don't know if I should do that because I'm going to have internal affairs up my arse. And his partner comes in and says, yeah, no, no, don't do that. And he goes to 110 straight away. The fuck do you care? And I was like, right, okay, well, there's still a little bit of Pacino in here. <laughs> Sorry, okay. And in fact, if you get, if you get uh, that's two hours, so 120-minute runtime, and you get two Pacinisms. Yep. I think that is a very controlled performance. That is very restrained. I mean, I imagine he immediately had a hernia or something afterwards. Just the entire <laughs> flight home, he was just screaming at everybody. <sighs> yes, Al. Here's your coffee. Okay. Um, so, I, I have one. The one thing... Right, so... This, and this is not Nolan's fault. This is the, This is the writer's fault. Agent Dormer is a little bit on the nose. Dorm- Dormier is to sleep. Yeah. And it's it's insomnia. It's just a little bit. It's just like, oh. Really? Did you need to do that? I know they like It's slipping. a little bit on the nose. Nolan does like slipping things in like that, but not not to that extent. Um, there's re- Your movie's called Insomnia, I get it. Cool. And I thought, actually, do you know what I thought was funny about it? Is that, okay, obviously, Dormer doesn't sleep. I get it, Insomnia. But... It's not a film about insomnia. It's Jimmy. I I like how they use that and his. Yeah. You you said earlier he just becomes this broken shell of a man as the film goes on because he's not sleeping, but also because of the extreme stress he's under, and the guilt that he's being weighed down by, and he doesn't get a break. And maybe that's where we struggle with this because it's not an enjoyable film to watch. Sorry, but it's not. But maybe it shouldn't be. Yeah, that's probably the intention. Because the problem, you need somebody to root for. And I'm not rooting for a single person in this movie at all. Because mm. even even Hilary Swank, she's ready to chuck it all under a bus as well. She's going to throw the bullet that throws Al Pacino under the bus. She's ready to just chuck it into the pond. So even her morals aren't intact. 
I, I, who are we rooting for? Because Dorma has done some sketchy things. Mm. Uh, he's and he's, he wants to cover it up. I, I'm not rooting for him. I can kind of feel sorry for him, but should I? And I think that's where I struggled with the film. I haven't got a character that I'm like, get it, win. Yeah, the, as you say, the, the closest would be Hilary Swank's character, but it, it's it's just too much of the rookie, too much of the yeah. goody goody, and then to then go, this can all disappear. It's like. So we're jumping all over the place with this one because it's, I think, this film is, it's disappointing. Yeah. Because it's Christopher Nolan, because it's this cast. Um, Maybe we should put the blame on, you know, the the Norwegian version from 97, that the fact that it is. (laughs) But a lot of the stuff was created for this film. The whole relationship between uh, Al Pacino and Robin Williams, that was written for this film. Right. That wasn't in the original. Interesting. Um, the the fact that he becomes the silent partner, and I think that works. I think, I think that's, that's one brilliant. Of the that I, one of the things I really love about the film is that it isn't a murder mystery. We know who done it. We know everything. We know who did everything. There's no mystery at all. It is. It's much more about the cover up and the morals, the morals behind what we're we covering up and should we be covering up. Um, and I think that's done extremely well. Um, I absolutely flipping love that how arrogant Dormer is. So he, this film is basically about him protecting his his legacy and his career, not really out of pride, but because if if he's undermined and if he's found out, it throws into question every single felon that he's put away. And in his mind, if he goes down and he's um, he's tainted in some way every single person he put, puts away gets released therefore he dorma has to be protected at all costs which is so weird because it's it is super super arrogant but for the right reasons mm. i love i think that is really 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 clever yeah i it, it was i had i so imagining this was the first watch uh, it, it comes as something of a surprise just how far he's willing to go to protect, as as you said, protect his, his legacy. And, you know, there's that question. It becomes a question of the latter half of the film of just how clearly could he see in that fog? He's doubting it himself, isn't it? And I know that is, that's, I think that's where the lack of sleep is used extremely well because he's questioning every single bit of his reality as well you would after six days i've gone two days without sleep and i'm more broken than that i think after six days you're, you're basically hospitalized I, I don't think they go far enough you end up micro napping so you fall asleep without even realize that you're falling asleep and that kind of almost keeps you going but he's questioning everything so he really doesn't know if if he shot him or not yeah and and that is one thing that in fairness Pacino sells it. Did you mean to shoot him? I don't know. Don't know. And he sells it like that is. I believe up, him I in really that moment. I don't know. Um, at some point, I knew, but right now, I don't really know who you are. <laughs> I'm pretty yeah. tired. I, um, oh man, I do love. That's my favourite bit of the film is the, the sleep element. So they're in they're in Alaska, and it is the time of year where we've put so little explanation into this. I really hope you've all seen Insomnia, or this last yeah. fifteen minutes is really painful. 
<laughs> um, I tell you what, so sorry, a really quick summary. Um, Pacino and his partner Hap are called to this town in uh, Alaska to assist on a murder case. The uh, uh, body has been found in the dump of a girl who's been beaten and killed roughly halfway through so he immediately starts to struggle with the idea of it's uh, perpetual sunshine that the the sun doesn't go down at this point in the year in this town <laughs> my favorite one of my favorite lines is right early on when they immediately suspect the boyfriend of killing this teenager of course they do and Pacino's like let's go to the school let's find let's put him on edge let's do it and the cops that live there are like it's 10 and Pacino's like yeah that's cool we'll, we'll catch him in class and they're like let p.m. 10 p.m. I was like, yeah, no, there's no nighttime here. And he's like, well, shit. <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah it's I heard like, about that. <laughs> oh, all right then. Well, well should we do this so, in the morning? It's so yeah. low, I love it. Yeah, it's, it's so brilliant. Um, and uh, he about so they they set up a, a sting. Basically, they find a way to lure her killer to a remote location. Yeah, which does work, but. The killer knows the location better than they do, so he manages to lose them in a, a, in a, a rocky um, it's a area. It's a rocky, misty, foresty, with a yeah. pond, a pond, a river next to it. So there's very, very poor visibility. That and that's it. And then that, as we well, spoiler, we've already said it now. Uh, he, Pacino, uh, goes running after this person. The they get lost in the fog, and then. Someone moves. And Pacino and, shoots him. <laughs> and Pacino shoots him down. And it's his partner who had previously told him he was about to go to speak to internal investigations. Um or yeah, no, IA. It is, yeah, it is yeah, yeah, it's IA because basically to there's a back in LA there's a case somebody has been um, a child murderer has been released or wasn't convicted by a jury so Al Pacino Al Pacino knows he did it but he plants evidence on him um, they've been sent to Alaska because internal affairs are going to start investigating them and this buys them a bit of time but his partner is just going to out him he's just going to be interviewed and he said I've got a family I'm going to chuck you under the bus I'm really really sorry so the fact that Pacino has now shot him looks bloody suspicious What's even more suspicious is the fact that he then invents a story about a second shot oh, it's that brilliant. rings out, and it, it's and it's quick because you see in that moment he gives in to his desperation, and it's as you said, it's it's for uh, it's for the right reasons, kinda. Because again, but, again, it comes back to if he's even if it's an accidental death, it looks suspicious as heck which then throws everything else into question, which undermines him and releases all of his prisoners. So everything is about keeping the people that he put away, away. Mm. So it's not about, I want to stay out of prison. I think he'd be fine going to jail. It's the consequences of that. Yeah, yeah, there's too high a cost uh, for him not breaking his rules i guess yeah you know it, it, it in a way so okay so yeah so the investigation goes on they they interview the boyfriend and the boyfriend is a piece of shit but he's not yeah, but the he's right not. piece of shit. he's just he's just a bad person yeah he hasn't beat uh, so one of the points is that it took 10 minutes of beating to kill this girl and they know that from the forensics and she he, he hasn't done this um 
yeah, he's cheating on on her with her best friend, but he's not the murderer. Um, but he is one thing that's again, it's nobody in this film really is likable. He did beat her because yeah, they the investigation. Yeah, investigation of the corpse. There is old bruising yeah. that hasn't faded, um, and the the kid is just and he is he's a he's a kid. Uh, you know, obviously the actor is probably early twenties, but you know, teenage kid, yeah. and he's just so like, not taught her a lesson, oh, and there's no a, remorse. There's no yeah. It's kind of I think it's more it's more for Pacino, Pacino than anything else. So eventually we find out that Robin Williams has witnessed um the him killing his partner he's witnessed it so now he's like i'm going to expose you unless you help me frame the other kid for doing it for for, for killing the killing the girl um because robin williams has been having a bit of a, not an affair but it's she's a vulnerable person and he's a famous famous ish writer so they have like local famous yeah yeah exactly yeah. so he's become infatuated with her she doesn't return the affection, laughs at him, therefore gets beaten to death. Um, Robin Williams yeah. knows that he can pin it on the boyfriend and blackmails Al Pacino into helping him. And uh, he's he's also he, he's a writer. He's like he's a crime novelist as well. So he he has some tricks that he can employ. There there is a gag as well that he's not a very good novelist no he is a writer but yeah he's, he's not he's he's not acclaimed he's not james patterson or, no. or, or something like but, that but what this is nolan again doing mirrors really really well because what gives him away is that he's scrubbed every bit of evidence from the body he knew exactly where to go he knew what to do he trimmed the nails and got rid of all of the fibers and you can see the cogs turning in al pacino as well as soon as his partner dies the cogs are turning of, right, forensically, what do I need to do to make this look like it wasn't me? They're on the same course. Sure, there was, there was what, so this is one criticism I have, right? There is, a, it's, a, it's a camera shot, so sorry, Nolan, this one's on you, Ooh. where there is... Cameraman slipped, it's fine. Uh, that's it, yeah. So it's, it's in reference to, it's, so the partner, Hap, is dead, and they talk about, you know, the ballistics exam of the bullet, and there is a close-up on Pacino, and he's kind of realising, oh no, they're going to trace the bullet to me. This is a seasoned homicide detective. But uh -huh. that The bullet thing uh, bugged me as well. Yeah, that was... I mean, yes, absolutely, they will trace the bullet back to him. And obviously, he couldn't dig his fingers into him while Quite he was lying there. there. I was trying to fish it out, uh, I promise. Yeah. <laughs> Where's the and bullet? It's it gone, I ate it. It becomes something of a realisation for him, which is... Well, no, if he is as good as he was, this wouldn't be a realisation. Right. He would have been into the, you know, the, the autopsy bit. But, you know, lo long story short, he, he manages to swap the evidence bags with, uh, with a, a bullet from the gun. There was a gun found at the scene, which was dropped by Robin yeah, Williams. Yeah, he knows it's Robin Williams' gun. He shoots it into a dead cow, um, which it's into muscle. So he then switches those bullets around. Mm. But you're right, it stands out. And I even thought that... I thought about the bullet straight away. Of you can't pin this on anyone else because your bullet is in his body. So I wondered. No, I didn't even think that. I assumed that the bullet had gone straight through, and that Al Pacino knew that and had pocketed the bullet. So when the reveal comes, that oh yeah, no, no, we're going to get forensics on the bullet. And you're right. The camera's like, oh, whoops. oh no, well, oh, yeah. you you didn't realise that was going to happen. It, I, 
it, it's one of those things where I think they wanted the cool scene of I'm going to have to switch the bullets because there's no risk there. There's no he doesn't have to sneak in. The autopsy gives it to him. Literally yeah. hands him the evidence ready for him to switch it over. Yeah, it's, there's no drama at all. And it's because you know and it's and that's fine. That doesn't feel forced like it's you know he is the detective. Of course you would give it to him. That's yeah. that's fine. And and uh, no problem with that. It's just as you say it, it's it's the setup to that. It's just like okay. So, but also he, and this comes back into it as well, uh, he pulls his backup weapon. Basically, he fires his clip empty uh, before he hits his... Uh, Which was weird as well. Was that a misfire or he just forgot to load his gun? Because again, yeah, like, I think he's only about 24 hours without sleep by this point. That was, I think he just, uh, for whatever reason, he didn't have a backup. Or the guy was right in front of him. It's faster to pull another gun than it is to reload the first one. Uh, I, d- I don't well, have a lot of experience. In the first place. So why was um, well no, because had they not fired a couple of shots already? So he yeah, but not seven. He's yeah, not seven. Hey, we're getting into we, a we are. This, detail yeah, yeah. that doesn't matter. Right. But when we make our a, film, um, but so again, this is I know I think this is sloppy because the reason they the reason Nolan wants him to use the backup gun is because the backup gun is referenced in a case file that Hillary Swank I love Dorma. Um, knows that case file back and forwards, and that is you do have a bit of a Chekhov's gun here. Is oh, I studied every single one of your cases, and just so happens that a crucial point in that case is that his backup gun fires nine millimeter rounds, which is the bullet yeah. that they eventually find, which and it's gives him away. Yeah, it's you know it's uh, it's unfortunate. It, it is a it is a bit heavy handed, um, which is which is a shame because I don't know I think if if Nolan himself had actually been on the writing team as in more so as in original idea writing team for this I don't feel things like that might have slid and this is not me just like oh my god Nolan is the god of writing and could do no wrong because there's uh, there's issues with other films that we've spoken about before and, and we'll speak about again but I just feel this was an easy one it was and to be fair it's his brother that does most of the writing anyway isn't it um uh, oh man, it's really sorry, Jonathan. Thank you. Um, it's shit that we forget his name because he is just as important yes. as as Christopher Nolan. Um, he didn't write on this, did he? And I think that shows. There, he did do. I I think. Uh, I think he got like he did the final pass on the script. So I mean, I'm you know he's not blameless, but no, uh, it's but it's, it's not, not an original piece. Work. Obviously, because it's it's a remake, but also with re uh, different pieces in it, um, yeah. and additions. And that's fine. <sighs> I, man, I just can we not just get can we not just get a cheeky interview with Nolan on here and just say why did you do it? Yeah, like, yeah. If it, if it was just a movie you wanted to make, awesome. If there was some other reason you made this movie, I kind of buy into that. I get it. It doesn't feel Nolan. It's it's the least Nolan film of Nolan's films. I, it, it? it is. If like, it really is. Although I suppose to. To, to, to move on to Batman Begins for a minute, we're, we're not finished on Insomnia, but to move on to Batman Begins for a minute, of the three Batman films, this one is the least Dark Knighty. Well, Which is not a, no, that's not not a criticism, but it is. It's, no. it's like there is Batman Begins and The Dark Knight, The Dark Knight Rises. Yeah, they're, yeah. To- they're almost in a different universe. Mm. Other than having Christian Bale play both of them, um, they're very, very, very different. But it, I can't. What point were we trying to make? The fact that this happens so much. His his style, 
So Memento is like yes. nothing yeah. else. All right. Um, and again, I I feel like we we need to watch following. Um, but yeah, Insomnia is it feels that although there are parts of it that do look like later Nolan films, particularly the the glacier bit that we've mentioned. Um, mm. But then so much else doesn't feel like later Nolan films. Again, not the end of the world. Every every director develops. Everyone has yeah. their own style. But when you have... Uh, it just feels like a cop film, doesn't it? It just feels like a cop film. You know, there's, it, it could have been made by Christopher Nolan. It could have been made by... Uh, Who does cop films? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> it's, I, well, it's not... I won't say Michael Mann because then there'd be a lot of uh, cityscape and, you know, neon lights and yeah, everything. But, uh, but yeah, that kind of thing. I think, uh, actually, funny, like you said, Jonathan Demme was considered for directing this film. And, of course, his big cop drama was Silence of the Lambs. Yeah, and I think that probably works better. I th- to be yeah. I, I, I'd, quite like, I'd quite like to see his, his version of it. Um, yeah, but anyway, we're not doing a redirect. We're, we're, we're not, we're not, unfortunately. <laughs> um, so if... I feel like because because it feels so bad to sit here and go I just didn't like it because there was yeah but it's you know I, I come back to it it's not rooting for anybody so there's no justice for anybody either so at the end of the film there's a big face off between Al Pacino and Robin Williams Al Pacino has come to his senses and has said I will admit to everything it, this isn't worth it it's not worth the conscience it's not worth the guilt also the the kids Randy the teenager um, Robin Williams so Al Pacino plants the gun in Robin Williams house to try and frame him but Robin Williams catches this and puts the gun in the teenager's house which leads to an awesome scene of Al Pacino running around the teenagers uh, he lives in the attic of his grandma's house trying to find this gun to save the teenager and they boot down the door and he has to hide in the bathroom and then just casually walks out and just like, hey guys, what's happening here? It's... I, I wasn't here all along. I, I enjoy it. It's, it's ridiculous. Not ne- not bad ridiculous, but it is a ridiculous scene. It, it is ridiculous, but it is. it didn't take me out of the movie. It was enough that I think you were quiet enough to pull that one off. Because all of the doors are open. I probably would have believed. I've walked into rooms where somebody has been in there and then left the room and not realised they were in there at all. I was like, why did you ignore me? I didn't realise you were in the kitchen, sorry. <laughs> but, um, yeah, no, where that was leading me to was he's, the, the kid's gone down and he's almost going to let it happen, but that final, final night of not being able to sleep, he decides, I can't do this, it's not worth it. So, big face off. Robin Williams and Al Pacino end up shooting each other, they both die. So mm. there's no, there's no justice, nobody gets their what what's coming to them i don't count death as punishment not a lot of the time no not not in many films you know oh you know the the bad guy gets shot it's like well no you kind of you want justice or you want vengeance yeah uh, oh, I vengeance. sorry actually Joe, sorry, correct what, myself what? but you're dead right sorry the difference between justice and vengeance vengeance is shooting them in the head justice is sending yeah. them to jail and this is neither it is this is they take each other out of the picture um one thing I did kind of like was when Sir Robin Williams falls into the water and he sinks and there's this running thing of the the light obviously stops you from sleeping. It completely messes with your body clock. When Al Pacino is clutching his wound and he looks into the water, it's pitch black. It's dark. 
and I kind of wanted him to fall into the water because it's, it's darkness. Finally, I can sleep. And that would have... I still don't like them both dying, but yeah. it, it kind of would have been a bit poetic almost. It would have been quite nice. Yeah. Yeah, no, I, 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 I like that because the even for the viewer, like the, the light is oppressive. Oppressive, that yeah. is the word for it. It is... I love that it, when it's in the final scene, um, sorry, the final the final night, he has got every bit of furniture. He's gradually taped up these windows more and more and more. And by the sixth night, he's got sofas up against the window to block in the light. But he still doesn't think it's dark enough. The hotel owner comes in and says, it's dark, what's wrong? And he's like, nope, it's not dark, until she turns the light on. And he's like, oh, no, it is dark in here. Just not dark enough to sleep. Mm. Mm. And it's just oh it's so depressing it is it's this is not a nice film and that's fine memento is not a nice film but i don't know this no it's bit... not man what what chris who hurt you because memento and insomnia are yeah. really mentally draining films. They, 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 that's what it is i feel tired finishing yeah. insomnia but it's not from an adrenaline rush no, it's not. Um, I, in fact, I need an EpiPen or something <laughs> to get me going after I watch both of them. Um, I can you imagine if we paired them up together? Uh, oh no! Be... Oh god, no! Oh god, no! No, no way! I mean, <laughs> I uh, for for the previous episode I did, I I crammed uh, Prestige and Memento back to back, and that's fine. They they flowed nicely enough. Yeah, I might have mentioned that once or twenty five <laughs> times. Yeah, um, but uh, oh no, I think. Oh, okay, let's yeah. let let's cheer ourselves up. Um, yeah, let's do it. So, so Thomas and Martha die, and yeah, got it. Really, <laughs> I didn't even realise that. Oh dear. So we, we've spent more time on um, on thingy. Uh, I forgot the name. Insomnia. Insomnia, ironically, um, because we've done a lot of Batman. Well, that's true. I think we've covered up a lot of what Batman and the Dark Knight trilogy did. We want to do Batman Begins because it is separate to Dark Knight. I think you could have released. The Dark Knight as a film without Batman Begins and you could have just had Batman Begins on its own as well. I think you've got, you know enough about Batman to just dive into The Dark Knight. Mm. Um, but it's such a, how different is this film to The Dark Knight? It's in, as a feeling, visually it looks very similar, but as a overall feeling, it's totally different, isn't it? I think, Joe, you know visual first, right? This film is brown, The Dark Knight is blue. That was just just one thing straight away the, the the whole color palette yeah. everything and it's, it's look at the DVD covers well, that's, that, that's that's true yeah well. one's orange one's blue uh, and I I I love 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 the whole relationship between Batman and the League of Shadows and Ra's al Ghul um, I, I oh, love, it's a stroke of genius uh, Liam Neeson uh, should be in more things apparently so apparently um, they had uh, that Guy Pierce met with Nolan about taking on the role of Ra's al Ghul. And they both, they both decided, they both agreed he was just too young. So now, now mind the fact that Liam Neeson, yeah. He's got the whole immortality pond, but I I think Liam Neeson carries the, the gravitas that you need really, really well. And and the fact that he's about seven foot three as well helps. Jesus Christ, he's a towering Irish. Well, there was, there was actually, there, that, that presented a problem in the making of the film in that the scene where Ducard has to, he puts on the full ninja gear and hides yeah. among the league. Well, he was taller than all of the <laughs> other ones. A lot of them are standing on he's blocks. Shoulders above exactly, them. yeah. Which one is he? Uh, it's that Which one. Which guy is it? 
Is that one? Yeah. I mean, that gag works better if you can see that we just pointed to the ceiling. Yes, yeah. <laughs> but, uh, but that's weird. But now, when I when I first saw this film, so I, I saw it when it came out in 2005. So I had, I obviously I knew who Batman was, but I didn't know any of the lore. Really? Had, you, had you heard about? I had once or twice. Yeah, it was it was the dude from the sixties. <laughs> didn't know any of the lore. Adam West I hadn't read the comics, nothing like that. So I had no idea who Ra's al Ghul is. Um, I, no, no, same here. And but I was I went to see it with a, a friend of mine at the time who was a very big Batman fan, and apparently. He was like, as soon as he walked out of the shadows, apparently the beard is so distinctively in the comics, mm. that's Ra's al Ghul's beard. He's like, my name is Henry Descartes. No, you're not. No, you're not. You're Ra's al Ghul. Uh, you're Ra's al Ghul. Uh. But I think that's fine, and I don't think he was necessarily trying to hide it, because it's Ra's al Ghul isn't... I think we overestimate how much he, the general public knows about comics. Mm. So everyone's going to know about Batman, Penguin, Joker... Ra's al Ghul is not a household name. Even after he's appeared in Arrow for about seven seasons, he's still not a household. So I think you can... You don't have to bury his... Bury what he looks like, or you don't have to do a Khan from Into Darkness. You don't have to do that on him. Mm. You can just, like, set him up, and it's a nice reveal for the for the audience that just knows Batman, and it's a nice nod for the fans. Yeah. Oh, exactly. I... I... You know, so the... So the... Obviously, now this is, we won't spend too long on this because we covered this in Dark Knight, but I really like Christian Bale's Bruce Wayne in this one. Agreed, absolutely. You know. And it was problematic for me because the film that I first saw um, Christian Bale in uh, before Batman and probably right beside it was in um, Shaft in, I think, 1999 or 2001. Oh, I've not seen that one. Okay, so in Shaft, he plays... An absolute racist scumbag. So this guy, the, the, they go to, it's right at the beginning of the film, and they go to a pub, a pub, <laughs> they go to a bar, and he basically just winds up and, oh, just absolutely just, just picks on this, this black gentleman that's with his girlfriend. Um, and eventually the, the guy just pokes some holes in a napkin, walks past him and just places it on his head. So it looks like oh. he's, a, he's part of the clan and all of his friends laugh at him and he's embarrassing. So his natural retaliation is to kill him with a, with a pole. So he just beats him to death. And the entire film is Shaft trying to convict him. Um, and he's just an absolute slime bag. So I went from that to Batman and I was like, I can't not see you as a, as a racist, horrible man. Um, God, that's gonna change the way I see him. That's you know, going after any, uh, you know, uh, black b- bad b- bad pe- bad people, uh, villains or something. I was like, you know, all right, it's actually just Christian Bale bringing through that. I'm of course, joking. I'm not insinuating that Christian Bale is racist in any way. Yeah, listen, he, he's many things. I think he's a bit problematic to to work with, but yeah, he's obviously not that. Um, but yes, that's, that was a massive transition, and I still to this day struggle with that because I see that kind of arrogance in him as well. Um, I, I definitely think he's better in he's a you're right he's a better Bruce Wayne in this than he is in Dark Knight. Uh, yes, because um, you get more well obviously you get the foundation of who Batman b- becomes. I, I I really enjoy as I said I, I really enjoy the training montages that he does with Ra's al Ghul and himself. Yeah. I love. <laughs> Love, love Michael Caine in this movie. 
So my first note was um, Liam Neeson should be cast in everything, yeah. and Michael Caine is silk. Oh, and he's just oh, you, you haven't given up on me yet, Alfred, have you? Never, never, <laughs> never. Like, well, you know, Bruce has been <laughs> why, declared why dead. Why do we get knocked uh, down, do you... Master Bruce? <sighs> so we can get back up again. What is the point of all those push-ups <laughs> if you can't lift a bloody log? Oh, I love it. It's oh. and then the the withering look on his face is. You know what you get under this log? You you lift it. Whoosh. Um, um, oh, it's so oh, good. It's, it's, oh, it's man. Bad. Michael Has any character been cast better than Michael Caine as Alfred? Ever? No. That's it. No, nope. that's it. Just Michael nope. Caine as Alfred. Um, terribly sorry to Andy Serkis in the upcoming film, The Batman... Just give it up now. Oh, he's going to be brilliant. He's going to be bloody he's brilliant. He's going to be fantastic. Actually, Sean Persby <laughs> is very good as... as I mean, they're all very different, though. They're very, very yeah. different. And I, when I watched the trailer, I forgot that Andy Serkis was cast, and I thought it was Sean so Persby. Did, I was yes. Like, oh, that's cool. They're just going to pluck him out of the yeah. series and put him there. Yeah, no, we got the same oh, thing, because the voice is, is very similar. But whereas, obviously, Michael Caine's Alfred. Michael Caine, God bless him, has played Michael Caine since Michael Caine was Michael Caine. So, he's Michael Caine in the Italian job. He's Michael Caine in Charlie, not Charlie Brown. That's the other thing. Oh, uh, uh, is it Get Carter? Alfie. Oh, Alfie. Sorry, yeah. What's Alfie? What's yeah. Anyway, that's fine. Um, Tangent. Sorry. Sidebar. Sidebar. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Ding. I, I, you know, controversial opinion. I like Katie Holmes. Oh, she's I fine. think she's really she's good. In this. She's not given. She's not given a huge amount to do other than the moral compass, mm. but it's the same as Maggie Gyllenhaal. That's it. her thing as well. That's it. Um, as we, cool. you know, we, we, we've covered it already, so I won't belabor a point, but it would have been nice to have the continuity of just have the same the same Rachel. I think the, but... Yeah, I think the gut punch would have been better as well yeah. if Kate, you know, Katie Holmes had been the one that died. Well, no, as an act, not as an actress. Literally the opposite thing that I'm saying. Yeah. The character... It, it, Having the same actress play the character that dies would carry a bigger punch. Katie Holmes, yeah. we wish you well. Um, we do, please. Well, You've been through enough. Exactly. Already. Exactly. Um, <laughs> so I, I think again, what, one of the uh, the constants through all three films is Gary Oldman's performance as uh, it's, <sighs> he's captain and then lieutenant. I think, or no, hang on, that's no, that was the other way he's, around. He's a, so yeah, at the very beginning, he's a beat cop yeah. um, when. Uh, when the parents die for the 15th time, bless them. I saw on um, you know, uh, Teen Titans go to the movie, they go to the yeah. movies. They try to fix something and they they zap to the exact moment where Bruce's parents are killed. Um, but for some reason, the parents are about to avoid the alleyway. So they jump in. Raven puts the pearl necklace on Martha Wayne's neck, pushes them into the alley. They get gunned down and then they disappear. Oh my God. <laughs> That's brilliant. That's brilliant and dark. Oh. I think something's happened where Batman never becomes a thing because somebody saved his parents and they go back and just push her into an alleyway. Just like, yeah, bye. That is awful. Those poor people. Dark. Poor Martha. Oh, yeah, and, uh, that's all right, though. Mar- Martha will be saved by some alien refugee. It's fine. Uh, you, you know what? I, I couldn't remember which killing this was. So I was ready for the... The pearl necklace around the Snyder version. The pearl necklace around the gun, and then when he fires, it snaps the necklace. And I was like, "Oh, this—that's not going to happen." Mm, that's actually—I—I I, I must say this—this this goes back to um, a point I made in a previous episode about Zack Snyder. I think is a, a very skilled visual director, 
that scene yeah. is beautiful. Sorry to say that it's beautiful watching two people get shot, but yeah. that's uh, it's the best yeah. it's been done. I, I, yeah, I would say that. I anyway. okay. Back to this film. Back to this film. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> um, I think you know there's there's lots of good to talk about in this film. It's well written. It's well directed. Um, this was this was the first collaboration between Christopher Nolan and Hans Zimmer and, and obviously James Newton Howard as well. Um, oh, I love the music. So I think I like the music in this better. I noticed it more in this than I did in Dark Knight. I'm um, probably on an island. There, no, 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 I, no. I, I, I would say... I think there's more violins in this one. There... Yeah, I, th- I, th- I think I know what you mean. Particularly, so there's a lot of that sweeping music. You get that yeah. more in Begins because you have, again, training montages. Uh, a lot of the music of uh, mm-hmm. Ra's al Ghul is just again it's just stunning whereas in the dark night you have that different sound to go along with the joker you have then that sound although so here's okay so right here's a thing the theme for harvey dent in the dark night plays as the league of shadows headquarters is being destroyed in batman begins so interesting so i was a bit like well Okay, I'm, I'm assuming Harvey That's Dent weird. wasn't in the back with a stick of dynamite, <laughs> so they obviously just repurposed that one. Just a, a cartoon stick of dynamite. <laughs> TNT. Also, yeah. excessive. Like, yeah, okay, just a little fine. bit. All right, okay, you don't want to kill the man. That's fine, but you've no problem you killing every other person. Taking place down. What? Yeah. That's properly excessive. Just leave. Just do some ninja shit and leave. Right. You didn't have to torch the place. It was. Like, I mean, if you look at it, that doesn't make sense. No, it doesn't. And again, it's a plot thing because it allows Ra's al Ghul to come and burn down Wayne Manor, which is... Oh, I love that scene. The Alfred carrying Bruce out of the building is... Oh, or to the elevator is brilliant. Oh, that is so, so powerful. That is Alfred save the day. Yeah. Like, I mean, I'm, I'm not the first person to make this point alfred is bruce bruce wayne's father yeah cool he is he just is. thomas wayne is batman's father yes no i think you're right uh, yeah absolutely um i love that and in um now i hope they do go with this so in the the flashpoint uh paradox so a fantastic uh comic story uh it was basically it was a universe resetting story in the, in the comics yeah um but it started the new 52 didn't it did it start did it, the new fifty? The new fifty-two I know comes after Final Crisis. Oh, maybe that. Maybe the new fifty-two just happened. Um, it was just here we go. This, this, this could be right. That warrants more research, and we will put an, put a note on a future episode Sorry. about it. No, 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 because it's guys. good to know. I bloody love those comics. I'm gonna go read them again. Um, now, be careful what you promised there, because there were some notes we were gonna put in episode one. We didn't, and I can't remember what they are. So whatever you heard in episode one is lost forever. That is true, yeah. And you cannot re-listen <laughs> to the episode. Once it's gone, it's gone. No, sorry, it's gone. Um, but Thomas Wayne basically becomes Batman in that world because Bruce was killed by the mugger and Martha becomes the Joker. Oh, that's interesting. Which I think is... And I, I wonder if that's something that they will go with in the upcoming Flash movie, if that is oh, Flashpoint man. Paradox. No, I don't think they can, because then you, you've got a Batman movie, you haven't got a Flash movie. Y- yeah, that's 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 true. Although, 
arguably, I suppose, yeah, if we think about the movies, yeah. Um, but, sorry, the reason I bring that up here is that, that idea of Thomas Wayne and his, as Raz says it, he, or, or, sorry, depending on how you pronounce it, it could be Raz al Ghul or Ra's al Ghul. Just throwing that out there. For this, I go with Raz. I go with Raz for this film. That's yeah. what they say, yeah. Thomas Wayne's inability or lack of will to act is what Raz sees as the reason that they were killed. But... Oh, it, man. Like, no, sorry, carry on. I was going to say, it's, it's Thomas Wayne's optimism, even at the point of death, that yeah. there is a brighter way. This man has mugged and killed them effectively confirming every slur against Gotham every bad feeling yeah. against Gotham and he still says Bruce don't be afraid which is completely yeah. at odds of what Raz is trying to teach I, I realise I just got to introduce Raz in the, in the father figure role there as well because in a way he is well no he absolutely mm. is yeah and he's got a he's got a choice and they don't play this too hard but is Alfred his role model or is Raz which, which one is it I think that's what Bruce yeah. has got to choose and I think he rejects Alfred when he initially comes back doesn't he I think Bruce Wayne fights crime because of his moral compass a lot of which he got from Alfred Batman exists because Raz al Ghul and the League of Shadows yeah absolutely well I said this in the Dark Knight and I, I stand by it I love this argument that Batman is it's really selfish. He's not doing it because he wants to save Gotham. He's not doing it because he believes in justice. He's doing it because he wants to keep hurting the people that hurt him. It is just, it's all vengeance. Yeah. And I think the Batman is going to lean into that a lot more. I, I, I saw a rumour, now I, I haven't fact-checked this one, but I believe the the emblem, the Bat emblem on the Batman's armour is made from the gun that killed I heard the same thing I, that right. might have been and debunked I, I will well, I'll throw a note about that in no but I even I am sure there was a, an early early teaser which or a photo that showed him breaking down the gun I may have just invented this memory but breaking down the gun and making the bat thing out of it I, I don't think that's invented mm. um, oh man that film that's going to be I, but we'll review when it comes out Cyber. in 2025 or something. Yes, 2025, whatever it comes out. So, Lucius Fox, sorry, Morgan Freeman. Uh, So I was, in 2005, I was not aware of Lucius Fox as a character. Um, I... No, me neither. No, I think most people wouldn't have been. And so I just loved Morgan Freeman. I loved him in everything I've seen him in, really. I'm Morgan Freeman. It's fantastic, you know, poor old old Rutger, Rutger Hauer who passed away, I think, this year. He's just so great and slimy as the boss. Yeah. And there's there's so much there, there's so many indications that he is working with Raz. Now I don't think he is, but you know the fact that he fires Fox for asking about the microwave emitter. Well, that so that that to me is a big red flag of like, well, why don't you want him to know about it? Although I think if he was working with Raz, he would have had Fox killed. Yeah, absolutely. And I think it's it's more along the lines of he doesn't want. To help Bruce, it's Bruce that he wants to get mm. rid of, um, and he knows he's helping Bruce with something that's going to undermine the company. Um, I think that the the montages and the establishing of Batman is done amazingly because it's not cheesy. Load up all of the ammo. It's done with so much humour. So mm. with the the, the, the earpieces yeah, I and I love the that. helmet, just smash it to bits. It's like ah. 
<laughs> We're going to have to order 10,000 of them. Yeah. Whoa, at least we'll have spares. Uh, uh, until they arrive, I advise you not to land on your head. Yeah, don't <laughs> land on your head. It's brilliant. And it's like, I'm going spelunking. Oh. You have to shoot a lot of people where you go spelunking. Yeah. Yeah, are you expecting a lot of bullets where you're going spelunking? <laughs> oh, brilliant. I love, I, 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 I love it. Um, oh, yeah, no, no. But anyway, sorry, tangent. Now, what I was, I was thinking... So one thing I... I have to say, I don't like about this film is... So I, I, I mentioned again previously the, the comic, The Long Halloween, but also Batman yeah. Year One, which served as at least partial influence on this film. And that's the character of Carmine Falcone. Yeah, didn't like it. I, I, I like Tom Wilkinson. Hey, hey, I've seen him hey, in stuff. Forget about it. But, forget but about that's, it. He's playing, yeah, he's playing somebody <laughs> who you know should be called Tony or Polly. Exactly, he's playing. He's almost playing Scarface. And in the now, I I don't want to be like well in the comics I preferred, it, but he's portrayed more as Vito Corleone in the comics, yeah. and that is to see that character get taken down. I feel has more weight than seeing, you know, Carmine Pauly getting taken yeah. down. Um, and that's just I one mean, thing. I'm just like, there's some great scenes. I, Tom Wilkinson is a great actor. Um, oh, I love the scene when he's got a gun on him and he's like, yeah, I could kill you and nobody would give a damn. And we've got a judge over there. We've got uh, attorney general over there. Nobody would bat an eyelid. And, he's just... and I think it is, it is clever that the he gets robbed of avenging his parents because that woman shoots... Um, what's his name? Uh, uh, jo- Joe Chill. Thug. Yeah, that's it. Um, so he'd... But, by shifting it to Falcone, who basically comes out and says, "Yep, yeah, I, I told him to kill your parents. I'm, I'm glad he did it." It shifts. It's another motivation, isn't it, for for him? Did he? Does and does does he say that? He insinuates that he either doesn't care or he definitely says he doesn't care. Yeah, because oh, because your mommy and your daddy got shot. Yeah, but it's. I think he says that he created Joe. And it, yeah, it sounds like he's like, there's a load of Joes out there and they're basically there because of me um, and he doesn't care who they kill. And I think that, that's brilliant because it then it reignites Bruce's... Because at the minute, his mission is just kill that guy. Yeah. Now his mission is stop the mob. Break that system. Exactly. Yeah, break the system of criminals. Um, um, yeah, it, actually, yeah. I That one scene in, in the bar, as you say, with, with, with the gun, that is as formative for absolutely for batman as the training with raz as you know obviously the murder of his parents would be you know the the catalyst and he will always cite it as the reason but particularly that that gives do you know what it is it gives him a direction Mm -hmm. you know it's like okay i have to take down not just this man but what he represents what he is a part of because it was so random I can't just stop at this guy. It's got to be everybody because any one of them, any of these Joes could have done it. Yeah. So the, the only way you stop it from, again, is it that or is it just, nah, they hurt me so I'm going to hurt them harder. There is a, and the, one, the one thing that I feel that, I, and this is, it's from the comics, but I like this film is that he's just a guy. The, 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 the guy who shoots Thomas and Martha, like, yeah, obviously there's ties to Falcone later on, but he's just a bum. Batman 89 it was the Joker. Like, no, that's not yeah. needed. Like, he's just... It's not... It's too much, because then it's not... You undermine what... Why 
why Batman is Batman. You're saying he's Batman because of the Joker. So when you get rid of the Joker, what's he left to do? This gives him the whole world to play yeah. with. I think he's got the clearest motivations of pretty much any superhero yeah. out there. I think that's why everybody keeps redoing his origin story. It's because, because it's so it's easy so good. to do it. It's so yeah. easy to do it. It sets up your trilogy or your your quadrilogy of films. Yeah. Um, I do want Batman with a sword. I, I want that series. Oh, yeah. So, I mean, when he's got the training in... Wow, where is it? I love the name of it. Um, they bring it up in Arrow. I don't think they bring it up too much oh, in this film. flip. Hang on. I. Uh... It's... Oh, man. It's a really, really cool name. Um, but, yeah, I really... I know they've done a, a cartoon where... Uh, or an animated thing, movie, where he's... Um, basically, he goes back to feudal Japan, doesn't he? And he's like a samurai Batman with swords, but... The sword action that he has at the beginning of this film is so freaking cool. So good. Um, it's going to come to us. Um, it will... Nanda Parbat. Nanda Parbat. Which sounds so cool. Seamless. Um, <laughs> um, but they don't mention it, do they? No, no. So I think, I think it's just sort of, you're just sort of taken to, you know, it is an Asian country somewhere where he learns his skills. Basically and, Tibet. Yeah, yeah. Um, and that's, and you know, it's, 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 it's fine. It's fine. Yeah. Um, so, question. Did Raz know that he was unconscious when he's, the, the entire building has come down, he's sliding down the ice, and then Bruce has to save him because he's, he's knocked out and he's fallen off the cliff and he does the awesome dislocate shoulder mm. as he's, he grabs him. But, does he? Because he's dead. Otherwise, oh yeah. If, if he's not playing dead, he's dead, dead. So, yeah. Like, I know. I, I I believe that he's he's properly unconscious there. But but also that's another thing. And I get it. Ties back into you. You've already said it. Like, all it took is if one other person also fell that way. I mean, Bruce is responsible for their deaths. And look, you can you can make the argument quite rightly that the League of Shadows they might be coming from. A justifiable uh, core belief, if you like, moral, but, moral yeah. standings. Yeah, but they—they they are a terrorist organization. Yeah. Okay, I understand. For, uh, sorry, he's right not to murder that farmer. Yeah, absolutely, that's fine. But does he have to kill everybody else in the room just because <laughs> you know it's like? All right. But does he? He doesn't kill him, does he? But he, he just sure Ken will oh, tell dies. He burns it down. Yeah. yeah. Oh, was it? Um, was it? Death. Death by pushing you under a collapsing roof is still technically well. The roof killed him. It's like, yeah, no, I didn't. I, I chucked him off the building. I didn't kill him. The fall of the pavement did. Well, yeah, fine, but <laughs> the fall didn't kill him. The landing did. Yeah, um, exactly. Yeah. Gravity had something to do with it. But um, I. This is what I will say is that this film is it is it is not the Dark Knight it is not the the Dark Knight is quite rightly called one of the greatest films certainly of this century um and it is in in our opinion it is the best DC film I think that's been ever made yeah yeah, I think potentially that's been released there are other excellent ones don't get me wrong but I think yeah it is it is the the best one I think people will make the argument that uh, the Donner Superman films uh, for very different reasons, are it's a different you know, era, but it, but it? that's it, exactly it's a different era. Look, ten years from now, we could be saying uh, the Batman was the greatest one ever, and I really hope I this so. soundboy doesn't come back to bite me in the ass. 
No, 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 no. You're recorded saying this. Yeah, I really hope it does. Like, this is where they do something really hideous. Yeah. Um, like, all of the footage you've seen in the trailer, that's how much Batman appears in the actual film. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so that's it. Robert Pattinson did one day of filming. Um, yeah, exactly. But, uh, so, I mean, we've... We've covered nearly nearly everything I think that was in the film. I like um, the style of it. We've talked about it. It's quite different from the from the others. It's it's not perfect. A couple of bits of it sort of show its age. I think particularly the train crash. As yeah, right. Even at, at the, the end, time, a little bit. A little bit. The ending is a little bit. We don't know how to end the film. Kind of, yeah. Because there's a lot of you've set up. So you're setting up a trilogy. You're not setting up the final act of this film. Really, Mm. you've got so much to establish, and it works for the most part. But you've still to have this as a standalone film. You've got to have a third act wrap up. Yeah, and that's yeah. That's the only bit that I would probably tweak. Um, I think overall it's beautifully paced. I think it's got the it introduces the best Batmobile. The tumbler just kicks ass. It does. I, I friggin' love it. I really like the tumbler. I, I am very back? partial to the Burton Batmobile, but I like the tumbler is brilliant. Uh, yes. it, classic cartoon, yeah, that's the one. But mm. it, the for real world Batmobile, I and I, it might just be usurped by the Batman's, but the the shot that we get of it is like a cross between Burton and the tumbler. Which is that's what I'm here for. That's the that's the Batmobile I want. It wasn't too Batflix Batmobile was basically the Tumbler, but a bit longer. Yeah, it was really, wasn't it? Yep. Yeah. Um, um, no, absolutely love it. So yeah, lo- love the Tumbler. I mean, again, we're we're sort of gushing now. Uh, it's it's a great film, um, and I think. Oh, sorry, that was. Um, I love that he gets his ass kicked. I think that's the biggest difference between this and the Dark oh, Knight yeah. is that when he faces up against Scarecrow. He gets taken down Sorry. so hard. You're so right. Killian Murphy, a scarecrow. Come we haven't mentioned him at all. Ugh. Oh, um, fantastic! Did, He's so, so freaking good. So there was there was a thing where Christopher. So originally, originally, there uh, he had met with Christopher Nolan about the role of Bruce Wayne. Um, I think uh, Christian Bale was always yes. choice yes. number one, but there was the fact that he was an emaciated skeleton at the time mm-hmm. when they were going into pre-production. That like, all right, listen, you need to. Uh, you know, if you could sort out the whole body thing, and boy, did yeah. he. Um, so, but rather than, sorry, Killian, they, you know, he, he came on board as the, as the role of the Scarecrow. And I think he nails it. And the Scarecrow's a difficult it. character to get, to do well. Because... Well, it is, because it's, you're a Scarecrow. Well, that's well, it. It could be with, campy as all, yeah. Well, it could be campy as Burton, but it, not Burton, sorry, um, whoever, oh, yeah. Schumacher, campy as Schumacher, um... Can anything but, be as campy as Schumacher? Please, no. I don't want that to come back and bite me in the eyes either. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but uh, I, I like it. It's, you know, the burlap sack, you know, I was going to say, why, the, why the is he wearing it? Why does anyone out? wear a costume? You know what I mean? Like, oh, you know, it's, it's so good. But it, it's functional, isn't it? It has yeah. a reason for it. And it just, it, it's almost like Bruce is cocky at this point. Mm. And he just gets it taken down, set on fire and sent home. It's, oh man, I'm, I'm here for it. It's so mm. good. Um, so, Ian, I yes. know this will be difficult, but of the two films we have discussed this evening, <laughs> which so do we, you... <laughs> Yeah, we haven't done a lot of comparing. I think it, it, and the, it, it's because they're too difficult to compare. Like, Batman Begins is always going to win. We, we had hoped Insomnia would give it a better fight for its, its, a bigger fight for its money, but 
Well, well, that's it, I suppose. For, for comparison, right, when we did the previous episode last week, we had the Prestige and Memento, and I feel we both felt Prestige was going to walk it. And yeah, and I still think it should have done, but never mind. That's that that that's okay. I'm quite satisfied with the way the rankings have gone so far, but only like yeah. I yeah, I feel that all the winners so far have deserved it. Dark Knight, it, there's nobody saying Inception's a bad film. Dark Knight, yeah. Nobody saying Prestige is a bad film. I don't know, there's well, some people on Twitter that disagree and I feel bad now. They are fighting for Inception to have won. Um Good, yeah. good. That's but it's fine, it's fine, it's fine. It's, fine. it's just right. it's our and by our I mean it's Sean's ranking, so it's fine. We'll just keep let him keep doing what he does. Look, I'm telling you, you you <laughs> didn't come up with a good enough argument for it to win. That's, I didn't. Or else I would have stuck to it, wouldn't I? Um, but, but yeah, but it's but it's better put together. It's mm. better paced. Um, I thank both of the movies for not opening with the ending. So true. Round of applause. Well done. Yeah. Um, I can't not see that now with Nolan films. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. Um, I. They're both. It's not a fair competition. It, it's it's not. It's it's not it's Batman versus um, Insomnia. If like Insomnia is Nolan's weakest film uh, yeah. of of his filmography of to seen. date. Of, yeah. Of, yeah, sorry, of what we've seen. You're right. And but the thing is, it's weak because it's normal. So it's not a bad it. film at all. It's just it's not. It hasn't got that elevated thing that Nolan does. Batman is. Just beautifully crafted. Every even Dark Knight Rises, it is beautifully crafted. Um, and this was an argument I had actually. I think Batman works. Batman Begins and Dark Knight Rises work better as a duo. They do. Yes, they and do. And I think Dark Knight is on its own. If you watch one and then three, that's an awesome little pairing. Yeah, and then if you give a five minute, all right, here's who Harvey Dent is. You could do that as a as a straight through I, I, I feel yeah. Um, and Dark Knight yes it exists nearly in its own continuity of course it doesn't but it could be just but it, it may as, as well do yeah. um, I feel Ugh. that this was in a way this was an easy one this week it's it's Batman Begins yeah uh, it is definitely it doesn't feel right putting through two Batman films but I know. you just can't deny how you can't deny the significance of Batman Begins so Dark Knight gets all the credit Batman Begins started the real-world superhero thing. Now, yes, it came out the same year as Iron Man, but you've got to... Oh, just... Oh, it's the realism. It's the first time you take it seriously, isn't it? Well, Iron Man now was the same as Dark Knight. Oh, sorry, um, the same as Dark Knight. That but, was actually but, yeah, but like that, it, was, it came from this. Begins... Do you get Iron Man if you don't have Batman Begins? I would say no. I would say no, because yeah. Begins obviously did very well, uh, well enough obviously to warrant a sequel, but, like, you know, what, what else was going on in superheroes? You had the Tobey Maguire Spider-Man films, which were... Which was what, owning everything. Yeah, yeah. One and two were very, very good, and three just got lost in itself. Um, but even those two aren't by any means set in the real world. No, not at all. No, no. And then, of course, you have the X-Men as well, which is... It's not It's set in, you know, the not-too-distant future, of course, and... But you know, yeah, it's fantasy land and it's 50-50 whether it's good or not. Exactly. I mean, I'm, I'm struggling here. Like, Blade, obviously you've got Vampire, so that's not... Oh, uh, that was a, the early noughts was a rough time for it was, comic book films. It, I know Blade has got its its love. And it, it, Blades it's 1 and 2 are good. Blades 1 and 2 yeah, are good. Yeah, Blade Trinity, just burn it. Burn it with, but Fire 
that scarecrow gas on it, burn it, and yeah. chuck it off a building. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but to uh, but that is that is for another episode. Um, I think. Uh, oh, actually, yeah, we've also oh, kind of nineties comic book films could be. What a way to get in on the zeitgeist and also not at all. <laughs> <laughs> we're talking about comic films. Really, which one? But, Blade. Yeah, but not the ones you think. Yeah, we're going to do all Blade. Right. We're going to do Daredevil from 1998 or whatever it was. <laughs> and, oh my God, it was 2003. Uh, or was it? It was early. Oh, it was early wow. It just feels like it was 1998. It was, whenever that first Evanescence album came out, that's when it came out because... Me. Uh, yeah. <sighs> But um, okay, so I think that brings us that brings us pretty much up to uh, up to date on this I think one. It, yeah, it wins. I think yeah. we could talk more about insomnia, and I still I think the the key to insomnia, and the thing I love, is the the battle of how the hell do you sleep when there's no there's no night time? You've got a guilty conscience. You're paranoid because you're going to be found out. Uh, it, it paints that picture of breaking. It's just something that Nolan does really well. He does character studies extremely well, and he is breaking down um, Dorma as much as he can. Nolan just likes to break people. Yes, he does. Um, and by the end of the film, you couldn't get much more broken than than him. Six days without sleep. Uh, he's he's done. He's burnt every bridge that he was trying to save. Yeah, and uh, by the Batman end, Batman Begins is frigging Batman Begins. Yeah, so it wins. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. There you go, uh, cool. guys. Skip to the end of the episode. We'll save it for you. Batman Begins. Batman Begins. It wins. Yeah, yeah, it does. I mean, that's why we started with Insomnia, isn't it? So yeah, Batman Begins goes through to the next round. Um, so, so what have we got next week? Is gonna. So next week is our final episode oh. of this round, and yes. we have not made it easy on ourselves. We haven't. We've again. We've kind of bookended this with two of his, one of his more complicated films and one of his bigger films, Dunkirk versus Interstellar. Now I think that's going to be. I think we're. Oh man, I think we got really bogged down with Insomnia, but we're really going to enjoy Dunkirk and I, Interstellar. I think so. Yeah, they're they're both, they're both more enjoyable. But look, we will we will get to that next week. All Jesus. I can say is that in the meantime, to my neighbours. I am terribly sorry, but I am not playing Interstellar quietly. Nope, I'm not playing Dunkirk quietly either. Yeah. The the score behind Dunkirk is phenomenal, and the the planes flying across like everyone can hear it just before you can. Oh, I love it so much. But yes, spoilers, spoilers. Okay, spoilers. Um, cool. Yeah. So, um, should we do some recommends? Because I, think... I think we've got. I, I've definitely got something that I've seen that I want to kind of recommend go for it yeah so um uh, it, uh key the theme music hint hint sean is editing this week so <laughs> please write compose and insert awesome theme music here ding you realize i'm going to copy and paste everything you've just said and that will become the theme music for this section oh for every week fantastic yeah. good cool willies um i need to try and find a way to make that unusable <laughs> um so power project power that's just come out on Netflix. Um, have you seen the trailer for it? I don't think you haven't watched it. Have you? I no, I haven't watched it. No, so should I? Uh, yes, definitely watch it. Um, uh, so, so the premise is you take a pill, it gives you a superpower, or it's going to kill you outright. You don't know what the superpower is going to be. Um, so it could make your skin rock hard. It could make um, it could make you turn into a big ball of flame. I'm not telling you anything you haven't seen in the trailer. Okay. Um, it's cool. It's really, really cool. 
it's just a bit fast and furious. It's a bit ridiculous. Okay. And it's a bit over the top, and I don't like Jamie Foxx. <laughs> oh no. Oh. Jamie, it's he's too over the top. I think in this film, I think it, he is just bad guy to the max. Um, I think Joseph Gordon-Levitt is really, really good, but I'll watch him in anything. Mm. But they're all caricatures. This is this is a comic book panel by panel. Is it? Um, and is there? There's no depth to it, is there? Is it all just surface level? Not, so there is. Yeah, I'm, I'm gonna absolutely go crazy because I've forgotten the the girl the the girl's name that's in it. But her storyline is really really powerful. So um, she is kind of taken under. Uh, Joseph Gordon Levitt kind of takes um, her under his wing, and she's obviously from like um, uh, a really, a poor background for want of a better word. Um, and her story is great, and that's it's a unique story. It's not one that we've seen a lot. Um, and I am just going to grab her name super, super, super quickly. Um, the name of the uh, Dominique Fishback. Um, she's absolutely brilliant. She's got so much character. She's like, does there's a scene right at the beginning where she does like this really cool rap that takes down a teacher that's being a bit of a dick, and it's so powerful. It's brilliant. I wanted a lot more of her and less of Jamie Fox. Hmm. Okay. And it's almost like Jamie Foxx and Joseph Gordon-Levitt still try to... They're very big and they steal the show a bit. I want more of her. I wanted her front and centre. Um, it's one of these high concept things where I think the high concept takes the movie and then the movie gets a little bit lost with the high concept. Mm-hmm. So instead of using the, the the pill thing as, okay, cool, that's, that's kind of your, your, your foundations, let's do a character study like Nolan would have done. It's much more about the visuals and the boom, bam, pow. I, yeah, I think it just gets a little bit lost. It tries to do a little bit of everything. So do you recommend this? <laughs> well, I'm not going to say. So it's, watch it. It's not okay. brilliant. Visually, I think it's fantastic. I think visually it's it's up there with any superhero film. But okay, so your eyes will have a good time, but your brain might just want to switch off. Yeah, switch your brain off and watch it. It's a halfway recommend. It's cool. Watch it. I'm not going to rewatch it. Let's say that. It. I can. I can see them making sequels and whatnot, but um, I don't see myself going back to it. Alrighty. Well, on that glowing recommendation. Um... <laughs> <laughs> I mean, sit on the fancy and for crying yeah, out loud. Yeah, just a bit, like, yeah. Whatever you do, don't pick a side before you get a splinter, Jesus. Well, I mean, I, I, I could potentially give it, give it a go, but uh, I might see if somebody else can recommend it first. We, we'll work on this recommends <laughs> section of the podcast for next week. The, the quasi-recommend. The quasi-recommend. Um, you could well, do worse. Have you got anything that you've seen or have you just been watching Insomnia and not sleeping? To, to be honest, this, this, this week I've... I've watched Batman Begins, I've watched Insomnia, and I've watched Horse of a Different Colour altogether. I watched a series called Modern Love on Amazon Prime, and it's just lovely. I just watch it, because it's just lovely. It's, it's just nice. It's What's just it nice. It's just nice. It's, 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 um, it's uh, I think, eight episodes that are semi-true stories. They're based on a New York Times article which is called Modern Love, and it's all different stories. But it's all played by, you know, Tina Fey is in it, Anne Hathaway, um, Ooh, Andy Garcia. Talent. Oh, yeah, it's weird. And they're all, each episode is a different story. And, uh, yeah, nothing to do with superheroes. There's nothing at all to do with superheroes in this. It is, <laughs> it is as real get life podcast. as it can get. I don't want to know. Yeah, exactly, yeah. But uh, <laughs> but that was what I was watching. That, that was my switch-off time, and I thoroughly recommend it. And oh. that, Ian, is how you do a recommend. 
you actually recommend the thing. We're going to have to not call it recommend. It yeah, I, I think the, so, yeah. The, the thing what I watched this week that I might talk about. Yeah, exactly. Hey, there's your tagline. The thing what I watched this week music. what I might talk about. Done. All right, boom. <laughs> it's like Twizzle or something yeah. like that. Twiddle, twiddle, twiddle. Anyway, cool. Okay, so shall we, shall we do the plugs? Yes, I think we should do the plugs. Yeah, let's just plug Sean's book. He's got a book out. Uh, listen... <laughs> You know, I yes, no recommendation. I, I do. Um, I uh, I have received much teasing, rightly so, from Ian for this. But yeah, I do. I have two books on Amazon. I am very very proud of myself. I will uh, put some put some links to them uh, in the description of this episode. Uh, have a check out their sci-fi. Um, um, one is called Down to the Bridge. The other is called Shadows in the Stars. And yeah, have a look. See what you think. In all, in all seriousness, they are actually guiltily. I haven't read uh, across. I haven't read your first one. I haven't read that. That's quite alright. But I have read um, on the spot. My names have gone. Shadow in the stars. Ah, um, oh, thanks, man. I'm actually. I'm I discovering this live. I didn't realize he'd finished the book yet. All right, so yeah, yay. No, it's I, honest. We haven't talked deliberately because I was saving it now. So I really, really like it. Not just because he sat there in front of me. With my this man eyes. Is, a, is a bit of a is a low key wordsmith. Um, go and watch if you like sci-fi, if you like Star Trek, it's got a lot of Star Trek vibes. Um, go and watch it. It's like forty p on on Amazon. Um, go and have a read. Oh, yeah, it's like this. Um, this ain't my retirement plan, guys. So that's that's fine. It's 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 yeah, pretty for. Like th- thank you, thank you, man. I, I I really appreciate that. Thank you. Uh, shut up. <laughs> Uh, you, you've reached the most English bit of an Englishman and an Irishman where we do awkward compliments and yes, it's, on very quickly it's very true anyone who's still listening no um, yeah. and, uh, so I think that is it for this week it um, is we're going to be very professional and actually do the email plugs this time and the social plugs so we actually do have an email address it's the hardest email address in the world so I half expect any of you to, to actually want to send us mail won't be able to so it's, it is an Englishman and an Irishman at gmail.com. It's not go to the movies, is it? No, it's not. It, it, it's dropped out. I think it was just because there's a... I don't know if there's it a character limit. It is. Yeah, it's like, you know, you know the ones where you can't copy and paste an email address to us? Just that in my head going, <laughs> I don't want to type this every time. But nope. for you lovely listeners, what it is, I'll put that in the description of this episode as well. So copy and paste. Yeah, and I think to be fair, we actually did remember to do that in a previous episode. So mm. yeah, please, 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 please email us. Email us your thoughts. Um recommendations for stuff that you'd like us to cover actually. absolutely yep. open for themes anything else you want us to do a competition of um send it our way your likes your dislikes go for it absolutely. chat away all feedback um, is good feedback absolutely unless it's negative in which case go yep. bye bye <laughs> um you find us on twitter at an englishman and an irishman um a e uh oh i gotta get this right an englishman a e a a i t Englishman and an Irishman. Where's the T come from? There isn't. Oh, isn't it? Uh, I think it's English Irish GTM. <laughs> so, hi guys, this is branding 101. Don't we're, do this. We're doing good. Yeah. You, no. Yeah. You. You. You'll find us on Twitter, Facebook, and there is allegedly an Instagram which I think I'm responsible for, and I am apologising to you right now. Uh, and it's English Irish GTM. You'll find us on on all the all the usual socials. Um, yeah, I think you find us most active on Twitter. So yep. we've had uh, the, the feedback for episode one, and fingers crossed, episode two has been really, really, really great. So thank you, everyone that's listened so far. Really appreciate Love it. Love the conversations on Twitter. Keep it coming. Like if you disagree with us, do it. Just we'll keep this fight on. Um, who knows? If we keep fighting, we may actually get um, Inception 
through to the final round through some loophole that it turns out that um, Sean was um, blood doping during that, so his opinion has been disqualified. Or, um, or what we could do is we could do a round where all of the losers go up against each other. I'm yeah. not happy about this. That's all right. Well, look, look, Dark Knight Rises has got to get in the ranking somewhere, okay? So, it's, oh God, so uh, yeah, the Dark Knight Rises. John. Oh, um, cool. So you'll find us. Let's let's do that. Email, Twitter. You'll find us all. An Englishman and an Irishman. You'll find us. Um, so that's all for this week Um, thank you very much for listening and we'll see you next time thanks very much that was my book